0: Welcome everyone to the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. I'm Ryan Muhammad, writer and moderator with Becker's Healthcare, and I'm absolutely thrilled to have with me today, Dr. Gerard Jenkins, Chief Medical Officer at the Native American Health Center. Doctor, it's very nice to have you on the podcast today. How are you?
1: Good. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course, of course. Glad to have you here. And to get us started, would you mind please introducing yourself, telling us a bit about your background and organization?
1: Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm Dr. George Jenkins. I am the chief medical officer at Native American Health Center. Uh, originally from the Detroit, uh, Michigan area, I went to Michigan for undergraduate school, uh, majored in biochemistry, and thought I was actually going to do uh, research. I I left and moved to New York City, where I uh, went to Columbia and did a, a master's in biotechnology. And then um, I also did a master's in biomedical informatics, so... I actually have two masters from there. Um, and then the economy was bad, and I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I actually took my MCATs and um, thought I would apply to medical school, and I got into um, a handful. Uh, Vanderbilt University being one of them, so I moved to Vanderbilt in Nashville, Tennessee. Had a wonderful time, a lot of work, met some great friends. Um, and then finally, wasn't, still wasn't sure if I actually wanted to practice medicine, so I actually moved to San Francisco and did research at UCSF. I did a post degree uh, or training I should say um, at UCSF in pharmacogenomics um, before I got some great life advice to practice medicine and now I currently um, work as a primary care doctor at Native American Health Center um, but before that I also did uh, uh, worked as a hospitalist physician for about seven years at, at Sutter Health.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much for um, giving us that background. I'm currently in New York. So I love how we have that similarity. Nice. Um, so doctor, nice. yeah, so Dr. Uh, for the first real question of today's interview, the first thing I wanted to ask you is, can you tell me about your most successful project or initiative from the last year? What issues were you trying to solve? And also what drove the success?
1: Yeah, I would say that um, one of the big projects from last year was trying to, and I'm just going to be honest, it was really trying to uh, meet the budget and 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 take care of provider and hire providers. So um, those were the two big, I would say, kind of challenges. But those were also, and I consider them projects because on one hand, I needed to get the appropriate staff, identify the right people, hire the right people, train the right people, and then have them work on task with me, which was, hey, we need to provide the best care possible for the for the patients that we're going to see, and if there's questions, you know, talk to myself or um, the medical director, or what have you, about doing that. So for for myself, it was really about um, getting the best staff and, and training them for that. Um, we were under immense pressure uh, because our budget number did not look good. And there was um, considering talks of like, you know, what we need to do. Do we need to cut staff or this or that? Um, But what I told the providers is just focus what's in front of you. And the person that's in front of you is the patient. So focus on that. And then I'll take the stress and worry about the other stuff um, with the finance team or CFO or what have you. So um, through doing that, we actually did, did very well. And by... Taking some of the pressure off for of the providers and just having them focus on what they really need to do, which is patient care, uh, we were really successful um, in that particular project. And also, still, um, they helped me then, um, you know, uh, reach out and refer other other providers, which is great because especially in this day and age, it's it's difficult um, it's difficult to do that. So I just wanted to you know give a shout out to my team at Native American Health Center and all the great uh, providers and other staff that we have to help support.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much for giving us that insight. And you touched on it a bit, but I'm sure you already know the clinical workforce has changed a lot in the last few years. What challenges are you still facing and how do you see the clinical workforce evolving?
1: Yeah, great question. Um, yeah, I I think myself as many of the people probably who are listening to this podcast or on this podcast, um, it's really staffing. And I think that since the, the pandemic, Um, you know, it's been really hard to get good people. And even if you do get good people, because there's limitations, um, you know, certain people get trained and then it's like, okay, they're trained and they're going to move to a higher paying job or they want to go to a place that's less expensive. One of the things I think right now is as a healthcare, how are we going to solve that? Um, how are we going to work with like local government? How are we going to work with state agencies? And even, too, for those people who work um, more with the government side, how do we solve those staffing issues? And is there a way that we could do something to make things easier? And so one of the thoughts that comes to mind is alternative payment. That's something that comes up in California. I'm not going to go into that right now. But um, just thinking outside the box and how we can deliver care more efficiently, more effectively, um, with the limited resources and sometimes limited training that um, we had, may have for um, individuals um, there. So that's something that's on my mind and something that I'm still working on and working with my my leadership team on.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for giving us that insight. And, Doctor, before I let you go, the last thing I wanted to ask you is, what is your best advice for aspiring physician and nurse leaders?
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, I, I wasn't really myself wasn't trying to aspire to be a leader. Um, I, just, uh, I just followed opportunities that I thought worked best or things that were interesting to me. So um, with that being said, if someone who's like, I want to be like CMO, or I want to be a medical director, you can absolutely um, get on the path and kind of work your way up the ladder. But one of the pieces of advice I would give is, um you know, don't you know, uh go in with just uh blinds and not looking to see what else is out there. So as I mentioned earlier, I actually started as a as a hospitalist when I first came out of my residency. And my thing was like, okay, I'm gonna work as a hospitalist, but I realized that there's difficulty, you know, with people getting readmitted. So that led me to look at outpatient medicine. And from that I actually became a medical director and then subsequently promoted or or you know asked to become a CMO. So I didn't plan that by any means, um, and it wasn't my plan to begin with, but one of the things I tell um, young adults or young leaders is, you know, look at the whole picture. Have a plan in mind, but be willing to accept that, you know, you're probably only 66% of that's going to come to fruition, and the other 33% is just fate. And you have to be okay with that. So that's what I'm things I would, I would say to um, both the physician leaders, nursing leaders, and even other people who are just getting started in their career and thinking about what they want to do in that related to their, their, their choices in life and healthcare.
0: Yeah, wonderful. Thank you so much for those final thoughts, doctor. This has been an amazing, informative discussion. So again, I want to thank you so much for coming on Becker's Healthcare. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for the time. I appreciate it. Have a great night.